Thank you. I'll read something which, it's so important for our movement. It's so important, and yet remarkably, hardly anyone knows that Prabhupada ever wrote this. Perhaps some of the most important instructions Prabhupada ever gave us, and yet people don't, devotees don't talk about it. It's not taught by senior devotees or junior devotees. It's basically forgotten or ignored. Even though it's the key to saving our movement in the Western world and making it actually successful. Even though it's the key to all that, it's not taught, it's basically forgotten. So I'll read it to you. It's a... Um, this is Prabhupada. Don't kill the messenger, as the Romans said. Narda Muni is instructing Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, Dhruva is instructing Dhruva, who ran away from home. And so Narda says, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Mantrena by this mantra. Mantrena Nena Devasya Kurya Dravyamayin Buddha Saparayang Vividhaya Dravyar. By this mantra, a Buddha, an intelligent person, should perform worship of the Lord, of God, with uh, various paraphernalia, with various, you know, objects and paraphernalia. Um, but in order to perform this worship of the Lord, you have to be Desha Kala Vibhaga Vit. You have to know the differences between different countries and different times. And if you don't know it, you lose. And by the way, the same thing is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, Danish, you just sent that to me. Same verse. Not, not exactly the same verse, but in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Praising Lord Chaitanya as knowing time and place. In fact, Kunti Devi says in, in, in her prayers that Krishna comes like an actor in costume. In other words, Krishna and Lord Chaitanya adjusted many things in their life to fit in to their society. So this is what Prabhupada says in his purport, the relevant part. The method of worship. The method of worship, chanting the mantra, and that includes, obviously, Harinam Sankirtan. Chanting the mantra and preparing the forms of the Lord, even deity worship, is not stereotyped. Now, if I dare to say that what Prabhupada says, I mean, I'll be crucified. And I'm not saying it, because I don't want to be crucified. <laughs> but, um, but Prabhupada says it here. Who reads this? Who takes it seriously? Who understands it? This is Prabhupada, you know, the one we're keeping in the center. So are we keeping this purport in the center? That's, that's the question. The method of worship, chanting the mantra and preparing the forms of the Lord is not stereotyped, nor is it exactly the same everywhere. It is specifically mentioned in this verse that one should take consideration of the time, 
place, as in Norway, of the time, place, and available conveniences. Our Krishna consciousness movement is going on throughout the entire world, and we also install deities in different centers. Sometimes our Indian friends, puffed up with concocted notions, and this includes, of course, white Indians. Sometimes our Indian friends, puffed up with concocted notions, criticize, quote, this has not been done, that has not been done. But they forget this instruction of Narada Muni to one of the greatest Vaishnavas, Dhruva Maharaj. One has to consider the particular time, country, and conveniences. In other words, what people like and don't like. That's what the word convenient means. What people like and don't like in the country you live in. What is convenient in India may not be convenient in the Western countries. But, you know, all we need to know is that in India they perform some ritual like this, they dress like that, they you know, have music like this, that's all we need to know. And as far as the people in the country we actually live in, the country where our movement is not growing, they're nothing. You know, they just can eat the scraps of a Gyata Sukriti. So, those who are, so Prabhupada says, what is convenient in India? And they have a right to do whatever they want. I mean, people in India have a right to do what's convenient for them. What is convenient in India may not be convenient in the Western countries. Those who are not actually in the line of Acharyas or, or who personally have no knowledge of how to act in the role of Acharya unnecessarily criticize the activities of the ISKCON movement in countries outside of India. So Prabhupada was criticized for doing things in the West that were not like the way they, 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 they do in India. And I can frankly tell you that since Prabhupada left, uh, ISKCON is not what it was. It used to be much more, you know, despite dress and everything, much more Western. If someone does go and preach, these are very important words, if someone does go and preach, taking all risks, what risk are we taking, for God's sake? In the Western country, we take no risks. Same little form of, what risk do we take? If someone does go and preach, taking all risks and allowing all considerations for time and place, I mean, who, in what Western country has the Hare Krishna movement carefully considered everything needed for time and place in terms of what the people want, not what we want. I mean, of course, again, everything I'm saying is within a framework in which we do not change our philosophy, we do not change our, our own spiritual practice, we do not change our institution, so, you know, don't get excited about those things. <laughs> what we are talking about is details, 
the, the details which, frankly, many devotees, including leaders, have merged into the basic principle box. So rather than having two categories, basic principles and details, uh, there's just one. It's all basic. Unless, unless, uh, there's money involved. Then you can even, like I heard in one European country, you know, uh, temple priest blessing a meat restaurant. Or you can do car pujas in one American temple. They advertise in their newsletter that uh, they will do car pujas. Or they will do pujas for your business. And in other Western countries in Australia, they had a Rathiatra and right in front of Lord Jagannath Didis, they had Bollywood dancers doing an extremely erotic dance. And, and, that, and that's the word. I mean, I'm, I choose my words carefully. And I mean erotic. I, I could go on and on give you many other examples where rather than accepting Krishna's criteria, you know, accept things in the mode of goodness, if it's, you know, it's from India. There's nothing wrong with India. This is not a criticism of India. There's nothing, I mean, it, it's just an appeal to be appropriate in the West. So, Prabhupada says, allowing all considerations for time and place. Where in God's name do you find the Hare Krishna movement in the Western world allowing all considerations for the feelings of a particular country in the West? Frankly, we don't care that much about their feelings. Why? Because they'll be saved involuntarily and unconsciously. Agyatu Sukriti will do the job. And therefore, why waste time even thinking about their feelings? But Prabhupada said, again, what I find remarkable, remarkable, is that no one knows this purport. You'd think that in the Western world, the preachers who are just giving their lives, care about nothing, but trying to save these people, would jump on this purport and say, oh my God, this is what I needed. Prabhupada is authorizing me to get the job done. Prabhupada is authorizing me to make our movement comfortable and convenient and pleasing and attractive to the people of my country. But no, no one, no one wants it. No one's even interested in this purport. Not interested. Because no one's really interested in taking seriously the people in the country where they live. It's just a big Agyata Sukriti machine. The sound went in their ear, they touched the book, they ate the prashanam, it's just a big Agyata Sukriti machine. Anyway, uh, I don't hope I'm not offending anyone, but I'm just trying to do my duty to Prabhupada. So, if one allows all considerations for time and place, it might be that there are changes in the manner of worship, but that is not at all faulty. Not at all faulty. According to Shastra. There you have it. 
And as the Romans said, don't kill the messenger. There you have it. If someone thinks that, I mean, I'm treating you all like adults because I respect you. Not, I mean, I, I'm not talking down to you. I'm accepting you all as rational, intelligent, adult human beings. And I'm trying to reason with you. I'm not using my position. I have no position. I, I'm not in charge of anything here. And as far as, you know, sannyasi, blah, 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 or this or that, uh, I'm not asking you to accept anything I say because of some so-called position. I'm asking you to accept this because it's reasonable. And because it's based on Prabhupada and Shastra, this is the Prabhupada I want to keep in the center. The Prabhupada will go the extra mile and the extra hundred miles to save people, to make them comfortable, to find a way to help them. When Prabhupada was here, the world was very different. What we were doing about 45 years ago worked. It doesn't work now. Or maybe I'm just blind. And in my tour of 10 different, you know, you know nine or nine European countries, maybe I'm, I just totally can't see what's in front of my face. Maybe there's a big, successful, powerful Western Hare Krishna movement with the local people Prabhupada wanted coming to our temple, joining intelligent people, famous people, people with resources, the movement becoming relevant, becoming influential, becoming a major spiritual force all over the Western world. Maybe it was happening and I just couldn't see it because I really couldn't see it. <laughs> so, that's my appeal to you. I don't mean to criticize anyone. I don't mean to, I'm not against anyone. I, um, I have no, I'm actually delighted not to have any administrative position in ISKCON. It's, um, I am, I retired timely uh, from administration. I mean, when you get to be my age, you can retire too. So, but Prabhupada needs us to make his movement successful. Prabhupada needs us to defend his honor. I mean, if you chant every day that mantra that Prabhupada is the savior of the Western countries, don't you feel you should do something to make it true? And don't you think convincing other people has something to do even a little bit to do with the way they feel? I mean, don't we care? God himself reciprocates. How, you can't ask the people of Norway not to reciprocate. If we don't take their, if we're, if we're not really anxious about, to, to make them comfortable, why should they care about us? Do we care about them? And it's not just Norway, it's, it's any country, Western country. For us, are they, just, are they just philosophical categories? The non-devotees, the fruitive workers, the fallen souls? Are they just philosophical categories? Or are they real people? Do we have a type of divine autism? <laughs> or do we really care about them? Is it important to us how they feel? If we see that something makes them uncomfortable, do we care about that? Do we care about their comfort? Do, I mean, do we care about it? Or are they just, you know, that's ah, just some moron, you know, Gyata Sukriti will get him. We'll have the last laugh. <laughs> there actually are other spiritual movements. It's like, you know, I remember there were some airlines in America where they, they had this thing where when you get on the plane and they made the announcements, you know, that no one listens to. And um, 
they would say that uh, we realize that you have a choice when you fly. And we appreciate that you've come to us. You see, if we feel that we're in a category, I mean, we are in a category. I mean, the movement is unique. I mean, Krishna Conscious Movement is Lord Chaitanya's movement. Lord Chaitanya is Krishna. Krishna is God. However, Krishna is not going to empower proud people. And so if we think that we don't have to care so much because we have the prophecies on our side, it's like, it's inevitable. No one can stop it. We win. They have the, on YouTube, they have this hilarious kind of, it, it, you shouldn't laugh, but this hilarious thing. What, what do they say? It, it's like, you know, they have like uh, boxing matches and mixed martial arts. And so there are these um, videos about people who were too proud. Like, you'll see like, you know, mixed martial arts, like the, you know, the, so like one big guy, you know, he, he you know, they're, they're in the middle of a match. It's like a real match. And he'll say like, go ahead, you know, hit me. And the guy knocks him out. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really a good lesson. And you see it again and again and again. Someone became too proud and they're just like, you know, they put their hands down. And the other person just knocks them out. So if we think that it's an, our victory is inevitable. I mean, don't we know that there are other religious movements in Norway, in Denmark, in England, in everywhere that actually try much harder than we do? I mean, surely we know that. Who actually are much... I mean, we are philosophically concerned with the people. We have a philosophical concern. They're the fallen souls of Kali Yuga. So we have a philosophical concern. But in terms of really caring about how they feel, like just doing everything, what can we do to make them comfortable with us? You know, obviously within the boundaries of decency, you know, within, within our principles. You know, how can we dress? How can we present ourselves? How can we get through to these people? I'm always giving this example, like a mother that has to feed her child, and if the child won't eat, the mother will just do anything. You know, the mother, as I said, will move heaven and earth till she finds some food the child will eat. What loving mother will say to her child, this is a bona fide food, kid, you don't like it, starve. <clears throat> what compassionate doctor says to the patient, sorry, that's a bona fide treatment, doesn't work on you, you know, die. Sorry, this is a bona fide presentation of Krishna consciousness. You don't like it? Say hello to Yamaraj for me. <laughs> and then we just kind of chant this mantra. Vancha kalpa cha kripa sindhu vyevacha. It's like, can we please think? Kripa sindhu means an ocean of mercy. Where's the ocean? Where's the ocean? Where are the Vaishnavas just doing anything, again, within the boundaries of decency and our principles, but where are the Vaishnavas who will just do anything to reach these people and, and, and to create a Hare Krishna movement? I mean, I mean, Prabhupada already created it. I mean, develop or, 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 or organize, to use Prabhupada's word, to organize a Hare Krishna movement so that people... We reach them out there somehow, or we connect with them. They like us, they, you know, and they're willing to per, maybe check it out, as we say. And when they come to a temple, 
their experience is very much consistent with their experience out there. It's not culture shock. There are, there are actually other religious movements where everyone is mobilized to bring people to their programs. And there's another movement I know of where most of the members are a little embarrassed or reluctant to bring people to the local temple. This is real. This is real. This is the real world. It's very, I mean, most of the devotees I talk to, I'm traveling a lot, I'm in touch with hundreds and thousands of devotees, I would say most of the devotees I talk to have really mixed feelings, at best, about bringing someone to the local Hare Krishna Center. <laughs> it doesn't, it can never succeed that way. The movements that are succeeding have centers, they're proud, nothing against a center, I mean, there's a beautiful center, and I've only met wonderful devotees here. So I'm not just talking about Norway. I, I mean, I'm pleased. I don't mean to offend anyone. I'm telling you what's going on in the Western world. As far as Norway, you have to figure it out. It's not my business to tell you. I'm just saying, though, that if the, if the Hare Krishna movement is to succeed in the Western world, everyone has to be proud of the movement. Everyone has to be enthusiastic and just begging people somehow or other come, and when they come, there has, to, there has to be a program, there has to be a culture, there has to be an atmosphere, there has to be just a style which people are comfortable with, and they want to pursue it further, so that we see dozens and then hundreds of people joining us, and Prabhupada's desire fulfilled. That's why Prabhupada got in the boat. Why do you think he got in the boat? And when Prabhupada said even in New York it wasn't happening, he thought of going back. He thought, what's the use of doing this if it doesn't work? So anyway, that's today's Prabhupada's day. I care too much about Prabhupada and I know too much about what he really wanted to just, uh, if I have to choose between being popular with everyone or telling the truth and doing my duty to Prabhupada, I have to tell the truth. It's just, uh, what can I do? I can't betray Prabhupada for my own popularity. <laughs>